All right, everybody, welcome back to the Bottom of the Ninth Podcast. I am your host, Elijah Rodriguez, and today we're here with former Vanderbilt Commodore, finalist for the Golden Spikes Award back in the day, former first-round draft pick Carson Fulmer. Dude, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, this is this is crazy, dude. Like, no no bullshit, dude. I was, I was watching you. Me and my buddies used to literally, when you were back at Vanderbilt, I think it was 14-15, the year before you got drafted, like... Mm-hmm. We were like waiting for your day to start to watch you pitch like at the College World Series that year. Dude, like you were filthy, bro. Filthy Fulmer, dude. I'm like uh, literally, dude, we were watching you back in the day. It was a big deal. Nah, That's I appreciate crazy. that, man. Yeah, those for were sure. uh, by far the best three years of my life. Yeah, dude. I can imagine, dude, playing at Vanderbilt, it's like always the dream. Like everyone's like, I want to play at Vanderbilt. So, I mean, I got to imagine that that was just absolutely insane. And you played under Corbin, which is like even crazier. Like that was yeah. just insane. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm lucky, man. He's, uh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty biased, but he's obviously going to go down as the best baseball oh, coach of, sure. of all time. But he he's helped me a lot personally on and off the field. Um, I mean, I, I still I still talk to Corbs all the time, and that's insane. There's a reason why the Vanderbilt culture and the program is so tight, and um, you know, I, I can't say enough of good about you know he. I owe him everything, everything yeah. in my career. I owe to that guy. So. That's insane. Um, we'll, get it, we'll get into that a little more later. For sure, for sure. So so you grew up in Florida is what you're telling me, right? So where in Florida are you from? Uh, Lakeland. So it's Lakeland. between, uh, so pretty central, but it's right between Tampa and Orlando. Cool. And baseball has been your sport. Have you, did you ever play anything else where you're dabbling? You're a two-way, two-sport guy, anything like that? Yeah, so I, know, I never played. I, I played baseball, just baseball in high school. Um, but growing up, I... I played everything is, is right, yeah, everyone I, does, yeah. yeah. I mean, like a lot of, a lot of people, but, um, you know, football, basketball, soccer. I mean, I was always outside, you know, I'm, I'm actually a huge hockey fan. So really um, hockey. Yeah. Which is, okay. which is a little weird being from Florida. Right, but, I was going to say, yeah, from um, Florida. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still waiting to, to get on the ice out here. You know, I don't want to hurt myself, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to doing that after my career's done. Yeah, I mean that's kind of wild. I, I, I mean, I'm from Texas, man. We don't do hockey down here. I think we had like a, we had like a minor league hockey team down here for a while, and those games are fun to watch, man. Especially the minors because those dudes just like don't care, and there's fights every yeah. like every all over the place, and it was it was a good time. My mom yeah. actually used to have a suite down there, so we'd have like open bar, and it was it was always a blast going down for there, sure, man. watching some. No, hockey. I think um, I, I have a little bit of a temper, you know. I think that's why. <laughs> I think yeah. that's why I uh, love hockey so much, but. Yeah. Just the physical aspect. I mean, obviously in baseball, it's can't put yourself in that position. But um, I mean, I mean, you can. Oh, no, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You, you mean, can. You, you can. can yeah. Try not to. But. <laughs> right. So, so out of high. So I know you. Obviously, you're. You know, you had some pretty high. You know, wrecks going into as playing baseball. Obviously, was that was baseball like something you like? Obviously, you played all the sports. Like you, like you said, was it kind of like as you got older, maybe going into your high school years, you're like, yeah, baseball is a game that I'm like, I'm in the center, and like I see something here. Yeah, I um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where I where I should start with this. I um, I I played. I lo- I loved all sports in high school. Right. Um, I was probably a little better at baseball than the others. <laughs> um, I'm not very tall. So. I I, you know, loved football, but I didn't really want to necessarily get into it. Um, and I love to throw. And I think that that was really the, the one sport that I was like, all right, if I, if I do want to go to the next level, this is probably what I want to focus on. I, um, had very low expectations, honestly, I, uh, 
played baseball because I loved it. It got me around my friends and, um, you know, I was able to travel to for summers and just to stay busy, um, through baseball in high school. But, um, you know, I went to, a played high school. I, I did some stuff in state, out of state and whatnot, but I was, I was talked into by a buddy of mine that, Hey man, I, if, if you want to play in college, God, man, I, I'm from a, at the time, Lakeland was a pretty, a pretty small town, but, um, you know, yeah, sure. I mean, if, if I'm good enough, why not? And he goes, all right, well, how about, how about you go to this perfect game event and we'll see, um, what happens. And that was towards like my freshman year of high school going into my sophomore year. Yeah. And, you know, as much as I wanted to go to the movies or hang out with my friends, I told him I would, I would go and we ended up going and, um, I, they needed a pitcher for a game or two. So I ended up throwing and that's when I first hit like 90 miles an hour, 91. Okay, or I think I lost you. And I drew some interest. Yeah. So, okay. you know, I saw a bunch of coaches there and they were talking to my coach at the time or whatever. And I, I think they're crazy. Cause I'm only, <laughs> you know, a freshman in high school, whatnot. I didn't think too much of it, but um, I ended up going back and you know, started seeing letters come in or getting, you know, notifications that schools are interested. So I, I looked at my parents and I think this is really when it, when it hit me. Um, I wanted to help my parents out financially. Right. And obviously going to college, is very expensive. So I, I basically yeah. sat down and I said, you know, how, how am I going to help my parents out? Well, I could get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Right. Do I want to play baseball? Yes. So I think it's fun. Do I want to play at the next level? Do I want to go play in college? I wasn't even thinking professionally at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I, I do. So the goal for me at that point was to get a, try to get a scholarship so I they wouldn't have to pay for me to go to school. I could get out and experience college and, and yeah. set myself up for later down the road. So um, if you've read, I, I took the college process super slow, right? I, I tried yeah. to take and soak as much as I possibly could out of the whole thing um, to a point where I literally waited to commit to my last, the last final day I possibly could my senior wow. year. So Damn. I did it the old school way, I guess. Um, I took all of my official visits. I as spoke to all coaches. I mean, I, I had a blast doing it. And, but for me, it was important because it gave me an opportunity to really kind of key on what I wanted in a school, uh, who I was going to be around, get and develop a relationship with the coaching staff. And finally, obviously, like every player, where am I going to develop the most? Mm-hmm. And obviously Vanderbilt was, I mean, was a no, was a no brainer for me. Yeah. Um, it was hard. I was interested in some other schools as well that I ended up playing against, um, during my three years there, which was, which was yeah, fun. But, um, yeah, I mean, Nashville in itself, but with, with coach Corbin there and the people that he had around, I mean, I, I didn't even think twice about it. And it was my last visit too. I, I saved it to my really? very last one. So, Dang. Oh my um, gosh. but yeah, that that's not to dig into it too much, but that's kind of, uh, know how things started. And, and, um, I mean, professionally, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking yet. there. Yeah, I want to go to school. I want to have fun. I want to develop and see where this goes and get a degree. More important. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, so you go to Vanderbilt. If Vanderbilt's knocking on your door, I mean, I'm assuming there are some pretty some pretty big schools 
coming coming your way. I'm assuming. Obviously, you played against some SEC schools. They have to be pretty big, right? So you had quite a few options going into this, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I could, at that point, I, I waited so long. I think I, you know, and I, and I don't say this in a rude way or whatnot, right. Or, right. or you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm. If you know me, I'm, I'm a very humble guy. I don't like to brag much, but um, I pretty much had uh, I could I could kind of pick where I wanted to go to school at that point. Um, yeah. But like I said, I mean, there was a lot of schools that just weren't the right fit for me. It was a hard conversation. You know, I I'm very old school. I I my my dad's in his 80s. You know, I grew up. He was a military man. I grew up kind of mm-hmm. like no sir, yes sir. You know, if you have a confrontation, you need to speak with them in person. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I ended up having to call and make, make a lot of really hard calls and, and, you know, face a lot of these coaches that I, again, ended up playing against later down the road, but, <laughs> yeah. um, it was tough, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, I got to do what's best for me and, you know, go to a place where I'm going to develop it as much as possible. And boy, was I right. You know, yeah, I mean, I it was, mean, uh, yeah. the best decision I ever made in my life by far. Yeah. So so it's kind of get. I mean, and, and the cool thing is, you say that like every everybody we've talked to, we've had, and and we've had quite a few ball players come on here, some softball players as well. I like how you said that that you knew that the right fit when you when you went on these visits and you took all your visits and you knew when you went on the campus and checked it out. Like this was home. This is where you felt the most comfortable. I think that's important for because we have a lot of kids obviously that listen that maybe going through the, the recruiting process and stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. like committing to I'm like a huge advocate for like you can't commit to a school without going and checking it out because that's when you get there and it's like not what you thought it was going to be off of a picture you saw on Google or yeah, on absolutely. their website so I think it's huge that you know you emphasize the fact that you went you saw everything explored all your options and that you found that that was the right fit you felt at home there that's that's really important um so you decide you can go to Vanderbilt um obviously you're playing at probably obviously aside from professional you know sec baseball is probably the best there is i in my opinion i've, I've been watching college baseball forever and sec is quite frankly the, i mean not to throw shade at anybody it's the better conference <laughs> obviously you can see it in football you see it everywhere everyone's trying to get the sec right um so was there a huge jump was was going into playing you know obviously they if you were recruited by wise you had a you had a spot they had a job for you going into your freshman year was it, were you nervous? Were you, were you worried about your gameplay kind of going into your, your performance aspect? Like, were you, were you nervous at all? Or was it a big jump from your high school, from your high school days to going straight into the SEC? How, what was that like? Oh, it was, it was a huge jump. It was a big adjustment. Um, I never really had to face any type of failure in high school. You know, I, yeah, I dominated. I, two pitches fastball curveball i mean that's all you really need you know yeah and when i got when i got to school i remember because we have a at vandy we have a big classroom you, you guys see it on on mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That, that, that's such an important part of what makes that place so special right the pitch gives you a chance to really not only give corbs an opportunity to, to tell the player this is our game plan. This is our daily game plan. This is our long-term goals. This is we're, we're, I'm going to lecture you. I'm going to bring in guests to, to speak. We're going to have former players in it. It gives you that, that room is so important. And I, and I remember my first, one of our first meetings that we had and Corbs basically told us, Hey guys, listen, I mean, I'm going to be very blunt here. This is going to be a reality check for you guys. Right. And if you don't adapt and you don't see this being a spot for you, uh, this is, you're out of here. I mean, wow. this is, I mean, to keep it, 
plain and simple, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to test you. I'm going to get the most out of you. I need you guys to trust me, you know, and mm-hmm. we're all together going to grow. We're going to develop and we're going to hopefully win a national championship, which we ended up doing. But right. um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of, there was a lot of it. I mean, it was guys, I, I would, first I was away from home. Right. Right. I was on a campus by myself with 30 guys that I've never met before. I may have played against them in, in the circuit game or whatever, yeah, yeah. but you know, I was living in a dorm room. I, <laughs> there, there was so many different things you had in on top of you had to perform well and, and do well in the classroom as well. So it was a lot, it was a lot, but um, yeah, with that, that not even aside from baseball in itself, just the, the whole yeah. environment, it was, it was a big jump. But when I got, when I got to to the baseball side of things, yes, it was, it was a test every single day. Um, Corbs knew exactly what to do to, sorry about that. No, you're good. good. Corbs knew exactly what to do to get under your skin a little bit. Um, He wanted to test your character. He wanted to test how you would react, how you would respond. Um, You know, it, it, there was, the talent on the field was obviously special with some of the guys yeah. that you've seen that I played with, <laughs> yeah. but oh, yeah. physically, mentally, it was very military-esque. You know, we're, we're, we're going to get the best out of you. We're going to test you. We're going to knock you down. And if you don't respond or you don't do well, maybe this is, this is in the fifth for you. So, um, and I think a lot of guys can attest to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, y'all, you can tell by the way you guys carry yourselves. I mean, kind of, you know, I, I don't I want I don't want to say you guys don't have the same like power because obviously it changes through you know times have changed massively since you guys were in school right but you could tell the way that you guys performed the way you guys carried yourself those years you were kind of on top of your competition I mean those two years especially fourteen and fifteen um, where you guys you could just tell the way you guys carried yourself that y'all had a goal in mind and it was just different you could just see it and and I'm seeing it off of a off of a television you know what I'm saying so you can tell that you guys were like getting after it and there was more obviously that there was more behind it than what you just saw on the field. So that's, I can't imagine you guys were tested and you guys were put through it, man. Well, it was, and it's funny too. Cause I mean, guys that have went there obviously know, but it was the small things that Corbs really, really cared about. Right. It right. was going to class. It was showing up on time. It was making sure things were done way before they needed to be done. Right. I mean, standing in a specific spot for the national anthem, standing correctly for the national anthem. I mean, it's mm-hmm. how you wear a uniform. Yeah. I mean, literally down to, in, in a way, we were, you know, we pro, we, he was programming us <laughs> to, yeah. to do, to be the yeah. perfect individual. Right. And that in itself, even looking at it now and going into, into pro ball, he was doing that for a reason to not only prep us for what we were going to face then, but in all aspects of the game, you know, it, it's the guy is such a, he's a wizard at being able to create a foundation for players and, and teach them what exactly they need to do in order to succeed, not only in baseball, but in, but in life in general. Yeah, no, you can tell, man, you can tell, you could see it. So let's get into a little bit of like what it was like playing those years. Cause your freshman year, you were a reliever. I think you were coming out of the pinnacle where you started your freshman year as well. No, I relieved uh, the you entire relieved, yeah. freshman season. Yep. Yeah, and then was it your sophomore year reliever too, or did you, is that when you got into the into the starter role? Yeah, so I yeah started my all my freshman or excuse me, I, I relieved my freshman year, and then I came into 
uh, my sophomore year. I mean, the the guy, the the starters we had were, I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So that was hard. You know, obviously they they, you know, with Beatty and Jared Miller and and a couple other guys, it was hard to. You know, they started a couple of years prior to that, but mm-hmm. I wanted innings, right? I wanted experience. I wanted right. innings. I wanted to get my foot in the door. So having a pretty good freshman year, relieving, I ended up coming in my sophomore year in some pretty tight situations and and um, closing a little bit, yeah, which was fun. And then about halfway through the year, we had an injury and uh, I made my first start against Arkansas in Arkansas. How was that? And, that was so- oh, man. Was that insane? Yeah, that, that that place is uh is pretty rowdy, man. But no, it was great. <laughs> I mean, I, I I felt prepared. I pitched prior to that in some big games, um, and you know, was was very confident in, and ended up going, I believe, six shutout, and Damn. stuck right in the rotation all the way through the end of my junior year. So, um, you know, it. I think it was that make or break game, right? You do, you yeah. go in, you do good. Maybe you get a chance. If not, keep fighting and, and try to fill a role that needs to be filled. Yeah, man. So okay. So that you're so you were roommates with Dansby Swanson, is that right? Were y'all roommates? That's yep. insane. How how was and and I guess like how was playing with I know Walker Bueller was also in that rotation with mm-hmm. you guys as well. How was that? Were y'all pretty gelled together as as a group? Were y'all were y'all pretty solid going in there? Because I mean, obviously y'all's team chemistry was was amazing. Especially those your your last few years of college, y'all went in there all together. So how how was that dynamic? Were y'all were y'all pretty tight as a club? Oh, dude, we were inseparable, man. Yeah. I uh, we we did first of all, we did everything together. Um, obviously, <laughs> yeah, Dance I mean, and I roomed right uh, together. My sophomore year, we had our other roommate was Jared Miller, who mm-hmm. pitched for the D backs for a while, right? And then our junior year, Ben Bowden, who was with was drafted by. Uh, Colorado and still playing um, was our other roommate there, but we, we lived, so we, uh, we never lived off campus. Mm. Um, we, we had to live on, on campus and, and dorms and was our that setup, a, we basically was that a requirement our whole, yeah, our whole yeah. floor had, I would say about 70% of the guys that were on the team on it. So, I mean, okay. we were five yards from one another at all times. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think that that is what made us really close. Um, if guys weren't in the actual building, they were in, you know, walking distance from, from, yeah. from everyone. So, uh, but yeah, no, Dan, Dan's still to this day, we talk quite a bit. I mean, he's by far one of my best friends, obviously Walker playing with Walker in pro ball yeah. and yeah. staying close with him. He's unbelievable. And, um, yeah, I mean, our, our group, we, we, we talk, we talk oh, so all the time. Had, yeah. Y'all had a serious, I was going to say y'all had a quite a group that year, those two years, man. I'm like, holy shit. That's a yeah, group. No, it, man. it was a lot of fun, man. That, that's what made us, I mean, obviously very successful is how close we were. I mean, we yeah. know everything we possibly can know about one another too. So <laughs> that's awesome, a lot of that man. stuff stays in house, but right. You know. Of course. Of course. Yeah. No, uh, we're not going to get into that. That's you. That's you guys, man. That's for you guys to know. Um, okay. So, so you guys went to the college World series, your junior and senior year, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. So- sophomore, junior, year. Yep. sophomore, junior. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what was, what was that as- atmosphere like? So like, I mean, obviously I went to the college World series in 2012 
and I watched, you know, I don't even remember the group that was there, man. I was, like, I think I was like junior in high school at the time. So I don't even like truly remember the schools that were there. But the like the environment watching games there is so electric. What is it like playing in those games and like especially playing in the national championship game for it all? What was that experience like? Um, well, I think playing in the SEC, it gets you as close as you possibly can to that, right? You go to right. the two places I never pitched or played um, at was LSU and a and I know that those the box, were the two. Yeah. Played against yeah. them, obviously, but those yeah. are some of the big venues. But good old Miss, you go to um, Mississippi State. That was back when they did re- – before they did the renovations, when they mm-hmm. – parked all the buses and stuff in the outfield <laughs> yeah um place is unbelievable um yeah old miss uh florida you go to georgia anywhere right mm-hmm. i mean there, there's gonna be six thousand seven thousand people there right and a lot of those yeah. stadiums are built where they're right on top of you so mm-hmm. um i think luckily we that that the conference really gets you as close as you possibly can to that now there's a little bit of a reality check once you get there because I mean, like a lot of people, I, I grew up watching the college world series. I remember right. look, you know, watching teams at Rosenblatt and mm-hmm. yep. when they made the transition to the new stadium, it basically you got to look yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, <laughs> it's time, it's time to go. Right. You yeah. know, you, you worked all the way through this year, you go through mental training, you try to get yourself as much as you can. But at the end of the day, right it's as cliche as it sounds still the same game mm-hmm. right you're going to be in an environment where it's probably not going to be as harsh because it's kind of more of a you know a a, a vacation spot for a lot of people right there's right. going to be mixed uh, a lot of the team's crowds are going to be mixed in with with other people that are just right. there to watch good baseball yeah um, mm-hmm. it's weird though because it was my first experience in a big stadium like that mm-hmm. and i remember my first game was against Louisville and there was 35,000 people there maybe. And it was, it was odd to me because I didn't really, I heard more conversations in the dugouts than I did in the stadium. Right. I I wasn't really affected by the crowd itself. Yeah. I don't know if it's how the stadium's built or just how it's configured, but I heard a lot of echoes i heard a lot of the guys in the infield talking i heard a lot of guys in the dugouts talking you know it was kind of more confined so that's kind of cool though that's kind of cool it was, yeah it was it was it was awesome um but i i, I really didn't have I, I the transition to a larger stadium right obviously it's a bigger stage and right. that's what you play for or whatnot but i felt pretty comfortable i didn't i didn't i didn't think it was too too much of an adjustment but um obviously later on in the tournament and you know, the tighter these games got, you know, it's time to, uh, time to battle, man, at the end of the day, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. um, you know, it was an experience I'll never forget and obviously helped me, you know, moving forward. Damn. So you, so you didn't get to pitch at the box at LSU, huh? Never That's, did. I mean, I've, I've heard it. So I've got buddies of mine who played, you know, I played Juco. So I knew guys that obviously were, you know, they went on and played different places and kept in contact. And I knew a couple of guys that went to go play at LSU um and they said that like just playing there as a home team is just it's insane like it's just yeah. it's so crazy and i'm just like man i like that sounds like crazy <laughs> got a couple of buddies that played at AM. my sister actually goes there now she's a junior so oh, I've, awesome, I've actually awesome. yeah i haven't actually been to a game there yet i went to a football game two years ago 
but haven't been to, i mean i've been to bluebell we actually used because i'm from san antonio so they hold tournaments and stuff so we played there before but for sure yeah not with that kind of environment so that's kind of wild but and then i mean did you guys playing where you play at at, at vanderbilt i actually we had um that y'all stadium dude y'all, the campus in your stadium is just beautiful my god it's, it's just beautiful it's insane so we went to i don't know if you know what the abca is it's like that massive baseball conference they hold yeah, every yeah. year yeah um we went i think two years ago it was in nashville so we we drove by the campus it was kind of a nasty day but just even even with it being nasty y'all's field dude is just i'm like oh my yeah it's God. unbelievable and it's it's getting better too if you've seen the the renderings for what oh, they're yeah. about to do it's mm-hmm. That whole place is about to blow up, man. I don't, I don't, how you say no to a school like that? And again, <laughs> I'm, I'm being biased, you know. Yeah. I by far the best decision I've ever made. I don't, I don't know how you can. I really, don't. I mean, even to this day, I think like every top prospect, like you talk about, like Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter, all those guys. I mean, how do you, you can't not like that is the like the standard of like if I'm going to play college ball and I'm looking to play pro ball, or if I'm an elite like prospect, like. I'm going to Vanderbilt like this, <laughs> I don't know how you say no to it. But um, one more thing before we before we kind of get into your pro ball thing, I know you guys have a pitching lab, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? What what can you explain what the pitching lab is to people? Because like I'm enamored, I've been kind of getting into like talking about velo training and all that stuff. And like obviously, if you look at our stuff, anybody that's listening that knows, like we talk about you know proper training and stuff like that. So what happens in that pitching lab? Is it more mental? Is it physical? Is it both? What what goes on in there? Um, so it's still in the same place, but it's actually underneath the football stadium and, okay. uh, next to our facility. And basically it's an area it's, it was designed to be an area where pitchers could go away from everything else and, you know, either prep, get their, I mean, we literally have every, any gadget you could possibly think of they have down there. Um, they have cameras, they have, uh, mounds inside now obviously it's it's a lot different since i've been there but yeah basically it was designed by yeah uh when i was there my my pitching coach that recruited me there was Derek johnson who is a big league pitching coach for the the reds now but um he basically uh designed it so we could all go down there and, and and prep and get um ready for for what we're about to do um now scott brown who's there now he again i there there's no one in this game i trust more than him i mean he knows me better than i know myself right and i think that that was really what helped me succeed was him being around but what made the 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 pitching lab the pitching lab special was the fact that um there's really no set agenda when you get there right Mm -hmm. his philosophies are very unique because Instead of, you know, doing certain drills as a, as a unit or as a team, he wants you to be able to develop your own routine. And he wants you to figure out personally what out of all these hundreds of tools that we have down there, pick and choose, test, trial, whatever you need to do in order to figure out what, what is going to be, benef- what, what's going to make you the best pitcher possible. Yeah. And he takes time to sit down with you and figure out any of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He takes the time to invest into you. So personally speaking, I love towel work, which mm-hmm. a lot of guys don't do. 
Yeah, it's kind of that, it's a dated now. I mean, the Correct. Way, I used yeah. to do that so back tile, in the day. Tile yeah. work, and I still do it to this day. I, I do mm-hmm. tile work on the mound. I love my plyo balls, the old school tap balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I still throw those. And I love long toss, which I don't do as much now just because I have a lot of miles on my arm. But, yeah, yeah, um, seriously. you know, I, yeah. I, I did long toss there. So when I, when I spoke to Coach, you know, when I t- talked to, to Brownie about it is, these three or four things, you know, I'm going to do crossover. I'm going to do my towel work. I'm going to do my weighted balls. and I'm going to long toss. Mm-hmm. And at that time in college, I was long tossing. I was trying to at the time from foul pole to foul pole without even crow hopping. So yeah. that was my goal. It was a lot different than, let's say, Walker Bueller or, mm-hmm. um, you know, Tyler Ferguson or some of the other guys mm-hmm. that we had. Completely different. Yeah. But if he thought and saw you succeed with that routine that was what we were going to work on and kind of stay to so getting back to the pitching lab basically it's a space where it will give you the option to use any tool imaginable but it's going to be an area where we're going to be able to test you right if we have bullpens if it's raining if um well i shouldn't say there was a bunch of times when it was raining and we still had to pitch outside that was that was cool but (laughs) Um, it just, it's an area where we all felt comfortable. Um, it was a in-house situation where, you know, we could all open up and and say what was on our mind and, and, you know, we just knew that was just a, a a safe zone for everybody, right. To, to basically download the week and, and kind of get down to it. And, um, you know, obviously a place for video and, Mm -hmm. and all of that, but, um, it's a place that I think every place should have, right? Yeah, but, seriously, um, seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I was I was able to take advantage of that. That's for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, that everything you just said is brilliant for pitchers to have, and I don't think a lot of people take that as seriously as they should. I mean, obviously, Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. Like, not every school has the opportunity to have something like that. But if you do, even if you make it, obviously, you can make that anywhere you need it. You can make it without all the technology and stuff. But for sure, I think that's as as important as it could possibly get. So. Let's uh let's talk as we get into the pro stuff. So kind of go backtracking a little bit. So I know you said pro wasn't on your mind and you waited all the all as long as you could to make that final decision to go to Vanderbilt. When so your senior year of high school was was pro ever kind of introduced like, hey, these guys want to draft you? Like as obviously as you get all the attention from these SEC schools, did the draft ever enter back in, in your your senior year of high school? Was that ever an option? Um, so I, I was drafted out of high school. Right. Um, yeah, I was drafted in the 15th round by Boston. Ooh. Obviously, I personally didn't feel like I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed to grow. I needed to grow as a person. I yeah. felt like I was I wasn't immature, but I was I needed to make that next step personally. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of stuff. I, I was I was a kid, right? I was mm-hmm. 18 years old with a chance to go to Nashville and why not? Right. The money was, wasn't what I wanted. I didn't think it was going to be my, my Vanderbilt opportunity was way more in worth than it would be to go sign in baseball. As much as I wanted to go play, I I just felt like it wasn't the right step for me to to take. So um, that's when I knew that pro ball could be a possibility if I was getting interest in high school, but um, I want to go to college and kind of see that how is now when I realized that pro ball would be a really good opportunity is when uh, my sophomore summer going into my junior year, I played for team USA. Yep. And yeah, I was, was going to bring that, that up at some point. Yeah. We played with the dudes, right. Mm-hmm. With 
Dansby, with Brian Reynolds, with mm-hmm. Bregman, with all these guys that were going to be kind of the, the guys, yeah. group of, of guys. That was when I had to take kind of a step back and go, all right, well, you're one of these guys now, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. can either make or break this this kind of situation that you're in. So that's when I put my head down and go, man, I'm going to I'm gonna be the best pitcher in college baseball, no doubt. And that's just mm-hmm. me saying it, right? Yeah. And it was tough, man. But, I mean, I had three or four of the top, I mean, with Bueller, Dansby, and, and Rennie, and a bunch of other guys, like I had some of the best players in college baseball around me. Like, why not oh, yeah. challenge oh, yeah. them, right? So mm-hmm. that's when it, it kind of settled in. But, yeah, pro, pro ball for me, Corbs did a really good job of of handling us and that, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, knowing what's important, obviously the team, but telling us how important this next step may be. And it's all based on going out there and succeeding. When you do that, you're going to not only help the team, but you're going to put us in a position to, to win a national championship. So, um, yeah, again, it, it, it all was coaching, you know, mm-hmm. like we're naive, right? We have yeah. a little bit of experience in, in the SEC, but. It's different. We're naive, man. We're college yeah. students, right? Yeah. We needed the coaching staff to be able to to kind of guide us in the right direction, and and they definitely did that. So, without them, I, I feel like wouldn't necessarily get to my head, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I still have to go out there and do a job. But it made it a lot more comfortable for not only me, but for for the rest of the guys as well. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I I don't know if you've heard of that the guy. His name is Max Clark. He got drafted. He was a he's a big influencer. I talked to him, and and I've known I've I've had the I'm blessed to know that I've known a lot of ball players. I've known guys that have gone in the first round. I've known guys that have gone college that go on and play. And um, you know, I've I've noticed the ones that pan out. You know, that go out of high school. It, it takes a special individual. I, and I and I truly believe that a kid, you know, coming out that has, you know, scouts don't care. They see talent and they see what's projected, and they're like, hey, you can come now. But I think it's really in, it's like almost needed as an 18 year old high school kid. Though you have the talent, you need to you need to grow because what I've heard about pro ball, and I'm sure you can attest to it, it's tough. Like it is not, it's not like all glitz and glamour, like what it looks like at the at the you know major league level. It's not like that, and you don't get there right away. And I've no, no, no. I you know I've talked to a lot of friends that got out of high, that went out of high school and maybe out of a year or two out of junior college, and it it eats them alive. And I think that it's definitely necessary to grow as a man and then get into that world because sure. it, it, it and we can get into that later. But I know it's it's tough, man. It's 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 brutal. So. I respect your decision that you're like, I need to grow as a man. That's, that's a big, that's a big decision to make, especially when you've got this, this huge thing staring at you in the face. So good for you, man. Um, so into that draft, let's, let's, and then we'll fast forward again, you know, we'll fast forward back to, um, your, your last year of college. Um, there's a video, obviously I remember, cause I was, like I said, I was a huge fan of yours. So I was watching this all happen unfold and me and my buddies would watch your games. We'd be like, this guy's going to go first round, like for sure. Like all these guys, I knew Bregman was going to go. Obviously we were watching him in the world, in that world series as well. Um, there's that video of you guys watching the draft on the field before the college world series, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. What, so take me through like, and I, I always love to hear draft stories, man. Cause they're always so, they're not always what you want them to be. I've heard some crazy ones over the time, like how it, how it plays out. So obviously you guys had a game that day, right? Before mm-hmm. it happened, before it went down. So what what was the events leading up? Was that playing in your head at all that day? Like, take us through it, man, because that that had to have been probably top ten moments of your life for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously you have draft meetings, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I I knew I had a really good chance. Uh, you know, I 
I was a small right-handed pitcher, right? I mm-hmm. mean, I, I had to – I not only had to, to work to get my body into a place where I could throw hard and, and catch some eyes of some guys, but I, I had I had to go and, and win, right? right. Like that was the yeah. only way I was going to be able to make an impact in the draft. Mm-hmm. I was going to be able to, to win – some eyes over. I, I mean, I had to, I had to do it. Right. And, I, right. and I've been, I shouldn't say fighting it. I I've had that knock against me my whole career. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's not going to be a star. He's going to break down. He's going to get hurt. Knock on wood. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 30 yeah. years old now without an injury. Right. I mean, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've done everything that I was told I wasn't able to do. Right. right? And mm-hmm. I, and I, and I don't look at it as a bad thing. Um, I, getting back to that day, I had all of that, right? I, and, and we all had our issues, but we never really, you never know where you're going to go, right? right. We're, mm-hmm. we're playing at that time. It was interesting because that game, there was a lot of importance on it because it was against a guy named Tyler J who went to Illinois. Okay. who ended up being a top 10 pick against Dansby Swanson. <laughs> yeah. And that was the marquee setup, right? The draft was in four hours. We kind of want to see how this plays out. If we win, we won on friday if we win today we're going to the world series right but it's also draft day yeah we don't know what the hell's going on because we yeah. don't have our phones we don't have any mm-hmm. of that it was just kind of like one of those moments where we'll just see what happens right we yeah, yeah. The, the whole bregman dansby thing you know obviously I, I was excited to see that i was yeah I'm i'm close with bregman but i also you know i want to see my roommate and you know go one, best yeah. friend go one as well so yeah that was interesting there, there was just a lot going on that day and you know I, I at the time I really didn't know how much it was going to change my life right my my family actually flew in surprised mm-hmm. me my girlfriend at the time now my wife um was there um there was just a lot a lot going on I can imagine that day, I can right? imagine so, yeah um, I remember Dan's getting drafted first overall and we were so excited. It was awesome. We ended up clinching to go to the world series. And I remember getting a call from my agent and him basically going, Hey, congrats, man. Um, there's no negotiating here. You're going eighth overall to the white Sox. And I remember getting off the phone and hearing what happened and, and yeah, I mean, life-changing for sure it was it was it was an experience that basically just gave me the assurance that you know this was all worth it right what your plan was to go to school and to win and be a part of a program like this and now be able to put yourself in a situation where you could possibly go to the big leagues yeah. It was all worth it, right? This yeah. is all this is all going to be worth it. Just continue to trust the process and and stay on this path that you're on now. And that mm-hmm. was for me like that I needed some time for let that settle in a little bit, but Yeah. But yeah, it was it was one of the greatest days of my life by far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the cool thing was you're surrounded by your whole team, your family, your coaches, man. That's a that's like cuz some dudes are like like I know a lot of guys that are like went way late. So they're just like, you know, working camps or something and they're going back and forth with their agent. And all of a sudden they get it like a, they just see it on Twitter or something like that. And I'm like, that's so like, 
it's not like everything, but like that, that's a moment that I'm sure will stick with you forever. And, and yeah, it, definitely. It but sick, the, yeah. the other thing too is <clears throat> I, my freshman, sophomore year, I saw it happen to guys that were older than me. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw how they, how, how it changed their lives, how it, how it, how their dreams came true. Mm-hmm. But then we saw it ball to play. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. able to see how they were able to kind of push that aside. Yeah aside and and get ready to not give up on the team to mm-hmm. to not only be ready to go but to help us win and right. i think that's why we became so close and why the team is still close to this day is because it's just a, a carryover effect right guys are yeah. getting drafted in the first round again drafted high but there's still a goal to this whole thing and that's and that's to win yeah so so now you get, so you get drafted, you end up winning the national championship. Everything happens. That's insane. So what's the process after that? So, you know, you get drafted, you went up to, well, I don't, cause it's different for you. I know guys that get drafted and then they get, they get shipped off to rookie ball. Did you go into rookie ball immediately after that? Cause obviously you've just had a hell like you, like I said, you got miles on your arm. You threw a whole year into the postseason through the college world series. So what was that process going into your rookie ball? Is that what y'all did that year? Or did y'all get special a little bit different because of how much you've thrown that year? Yeah. So I, I, again, I'm, I'm very old school on a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. I, I throw a ton. I throw to recover. I, I do a lot of stuff <laughs> that nowadays is probably viewed as bad, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah supposed to do that. So yeah. the, the one knock that I always had against me was this guy is going to get hurt. Right, he's mm-hmm. not going to be able to take on a big league load, and at that time, I was I was drafted as a starter. So my for me, like I want to throw two hundred innings, right? Yeah, that's that is the minimum for me, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, right? As much as an org is going to shut me down and all the BS that comes with it, right. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I remember we got done with the College World Series, and I called my agent and I said, "Hey, I'm not done. Forget about." them shutting me down or mm-hmm. you guys shutting me down. We're going to keep this thing going and I'm going to get, I'm going to get going right away. So he said, okay. So I, I, I came home. I literally was home for two days, dropped my stuff off mm-hmm. right from the college world series. Yeah. I went to Arizona mm-hmm. and I spent a week there and I had mm-hmm. one outing. Yeah. And I went straight from the AZL, right? The, the, yeah, the, the, some rookie ball league or whatever. They, there's different names for it. Yeah, to High A, which is in Winston Salem. Okay, and I think I threw 120 or 130 ish innings in college, and then had a couple innings in in the AZL, and then I went to Winston Salem, and I think I had another 30 or 40 innings. Right, so, and I and I did really well. Well. I learned real quick when I got to high A, right? These guys can not only hit a, a, a fastball, but if, if you throw 100 miles an hour, they can not only hit a fastball, but they can hit a curveball, and you need to develop a changeup, right? Mm-hmm. So I not only wanted to throw with the max amount of innings, but I also wanted to see what I could do, what I could learn going into that offseason of what I need to work on, right? Right. And that was a changeup. So um, I checked a lot of things off my list, right? I... I got drafted. I told the team how serious I was about, um, you know, racking up innings. I got my feet wet in pro ball. I went to a pretty high level with guys that have had some experience in high A. Check that off. So now I'm looking at it. All right, I have all this stuff now. 
I'm going to be able to have an agenda in the off season, figure out what I need to work on. And now right. I'm going to go into spring training, hopefully go to big league camp and go to double A. Okay. Yeah. So I think in high, I had to like a sub two or whatever. So I, I didn't well enough there to go into to double A out of camp. So that was my goal. Right. Mm-hmm. And nowadays you don't hear about that because they shut guys down or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that was kind of like my way of, Kind of proving you yourself know, a little bit. Of, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go, man. I didn't, yeah. I didn't just sign to be a first rounder. I want to get to the big leagues fast. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like that really helped my, my, uh, my progress on getting, getting called up so fast. Yeah. So out of, out of college, what you were probably, I think you were, you know, obviously I've heard that for pitchers, man, it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore how hard you throw. They're going to smash anything because these guys are obviously the best of the best in the world, right? Yeah. You were probably, what were you sitting like 97, 98 in that area, your fastball? And then yeah, and yeah, right around there. Right? Yeah, I was your curveball yeah. is fucking nasty, dude. I, I've like, I think it's disgusting. I remember watching it, and then so you were only one two guy. Did you have you didn't have a change piece at the time? I had to change it, but I never really threw it. Ah, you know, okay. I, okay. I didn't need to, but you yeah. know, I man, when I, got, I remember getting into high A, and the pitching coach was there, J.R. Purdue, who I, I I don't know if he's still with the White Sox or not, but. He didn't say a word to me, and <laughs> I thought it was weird because having Brownie there, I would always, yeah. hey, man, like he would run me through a routine. And right. How's this feeling? Okay. I remember JR just sitting back with his arms crossed, older guy. <laughs> yeah. And I look back, and I'm trying to get something from him, right? I'm young. I, this is my first yeah. time in pro ball. He's like, we'll see what you got. I said, all right. Good talk. Okay. And sure as hell, dude. I mean, I remember first guy face, heater up. I mean, off the wall. Cur- it was really my curveball, which is frustrating because I always just try to get to my curveball and I would throw it in the dirt and get a swing and miss on it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys weren't even lifting their front foot and mm-hmm. it was just an auto spit, spit, spit. Damn. And I'm getting more frustrated. So getting into it, pitchability was something I was lacking, right? Mm-hmm. I needed to not only command my heater, but I need to be able to land my off-speed stuff mm-hmm. for a strike, right? Right. So yeah, yeah. I think them doing that and moving me to high A was was extremely beneficial for my career in pro ball and was something that I, I really agreed with. Yeah. So so you, you end your first year, you, you show them you're ready to go, and you said you worked on your stuff. Was there like a – do you have like a facility you work out at? Did you So did you go back home to Florida, or where, where did you go after your first year of pro ball? Yeah, I went back to Florida. Yeah, yeah, at that time I, I got I got engaged after my first season and was living in Florida for that off season. So I, I did a bunch of stuff that I did at Vandy, right? I okay. had a pretty yeah. good routine. I was healthy. It was, it was kind of that, you know, you know, doing – just the stuff that you've been doing this whole time, right? Right, right. that got you, and here, then yeah. uh, kind of see where it happens. So, uh, I did all that leading up to camp, and then uh, went from there. So let me let me ask you this because this is something I've talked to a couple guys, more hitters than anything. I, I wish I could talk to more pitchers, man. I just know a bunch of position players. Like everybody I know that played pro ball, they're all they're all position players. Yeah. Is it? Do you find it more beneficial? And this is something I talked to a buddy of mine. His name's No. He played at UTA, then got drafted by the A's. Um, he told me that he did a lot of work on his own. And that was something that he, he looked back on, you know, he's done now, doesn't play anymore. He was a COVID cut and he was looking back at it and he was like, man, the biggest thing that I see now is I wish I was at a facility with more pro guys working Mm -hmm. with them and bouncing stuff off. So did you go to a facility to train or were you more of a guy like, I'm just going to work on my own and do my thing here? 
Yeah, I, I didn't end up going. I went out when I moved out to Seattle. I believe it was my second or third year of pro ball. I started working on a drive line. Lucky um, man, dude. That's awesome. We did a lot of that in college, but yeah. um, now I work out at a facility over in Bellevue um, with a bunch of pro guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been extremely beneficial to do that. Um, I was very stubborn early on, right? I. Mm-hmm had my eyes open to a lot of new things once, you know, later on in my, in my pro career. But yeah, I, I, I did the Vanderbilt pitching routine probably until my, about my third year or so in the, wow. in the pro ball. So um, I needed to make that my going into my fourth year, that was when I needed to be around more guys of status and mm-hmm. guys that have been there and done that. Um, and now, I mean, I, I, I was just with a, a group today with, um, numerous big leaguers on the Seattle area. So yeah. um, it's been, yeah, I mean, career changing mentally. From yeah. The mental side by, yeah, by that's, far. And I, sh- I should have done it more early on. Yeah. That's something that, that I've heard from multiple guys and like down here um, I know there's a place called DST and that's where we, where we, I, I kind of shoot as a little bit of content out there, but there's a lot of pro guys in the San Antonio area. Obviously it's not a massive, it's not like Seattle, but you know, we've got a couple of big guys. So Jose Trevino is one that hangs out there and I've, I've mm-hmm. seen, and I just think that it's like watching them train and talk and hit and everything that they do, the pitchers throw. I'm just like, man, this has to be like, like you're watching great, like greatness with these guys, just like, just listening as a fly on the wall. Like I don't even play anymore listening to them talk. I'm just like, Holy shit. Like this has to be like a gold mine for ball players, just to be talking to all kinds of guys, hearing what they're doing, hearing what they're training, hearing what they're working with, like maybe some of the struggles they're working with. So I'm like, for a ball player that is a pro guy, it has to be like, I would say it's like necessary to be with a group of guys that are doing this at the biggest level. So I just wanted to see from a pitching standpoint, if it is the same. Yeah, it's wisdom, man. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to be around a a lot of really successful guys and some of my favorite moments with them are either going out to eat and just talking Mm -hmm. just life in general. Like when I, when I came up with the White Sox and another Lakeland guy, a guy from my, from my hometown is Chris Sale. And I knew him previously to, to signing with the White Sox, but I was always around him. Um, I was always around John Danks. I was around guys that have, that did it for a long Mm -hmm. time, you know, and it's some of my best moments. I mean, some of my best memories ever in pro ball are just hanging out with them at the hotel or going out to eat with them or that. I mean, whenever a guy that's had success talks, it's worth your time, you know, just to, just to be able to, to hear what, what they're thinking, especially if you can be around them when they're, when they're working for their jobs. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so now you've, you've established yourself, you, you start working, um, what let's get to the, your debut. Cause I did, when you, when I heard you getting called over, I was like, Oh my God, I gotta check this out. Cause it was like a big deal watching you. Like it felt like I watched you go from like, I watched the transition of your, your career. Right. So what was, did you get the call? Like, what was that process of you making your debut? What was that like? Yeah. Hold on one sec. Do my, no, you're good. You're, 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 yeah, you're dog. Yeah. You're good. <clears throat> I got a, I got a seven month old, and oh, our man. dog's obsessed with him. So like, when <laughs> well, congratulations, he starts, man! Damn. Thank you, man. So when he like starts yapping or whatever, my dog is going to lose his mind. Sorry, yeah. but um, yeah. So my debut. So um, going into my second year of pro ball, I uh, went to big league camp 
mm-hmm. I went to Double A in Birmingham. Yeah, and had had an okay first half. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything crazy. Maybe a four and a half or a five or something. It was my first like, you know, actual stint in pro ball. Right. <laughs> so I remember getting a call right before the All Star break saying that I was invited to the Futures game, and I ended up going to the Futures game. A lot of people don't know this, but um, I remember getting ready, fast forward to the game, and mm-hmm. I um, am walking to the bullpen. I was going to come in relief during the game. I wasn't going to start. Right. I was going to come out of the bullpen. And I'm walking out of the – that's uh, uh, Petco. I remember coming out of the dugout, and I see the farm director of the White Sox and the – Basically, the farm director and the and the assistant farm director, right? The two top right. dogs, right? They, uh, I see them in the crowd, which is which is weird. Mm-hmm. And I get an uh, a tap from one of the assistant coaches saying, "Hey, um, the brass wants to talk to you over um, by the bleachers. Can you swing by there on your way out to the bullpen?" So the anthem's going on. My family's out up in the stands, and. I walk by and, and, uh, Buddy Bell and Nick Capra, who are the, the guys there, they go, Hey, they have big smiles on their face. And they're like, Hey man, are you excited for the game? Yes, sir. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys. You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, Hey buddy. Um, uh, we're, we're unfortunately, we're not going to be able to send you back to Birmingham. And I was like, Whoa. Okay. Like I, I thought I, I didn't have a, good first half but i didn't think i did that bad right yeah they go, hey we're actually gonna we're gonna we're gonna call you up to the big leagues that's awesome no i i didn't have any triple a experience in a half half yeah. season in double a that's insane so i black out pretty much <laughs> yeah. and i'm like yeah. i look at my family in the stands and i, and I can't tell them yeah because i got to go, the game's about to start in five yeah. minutes yeah so i say can you tell my family? And they're like, no, we can't because we're going to keep it like on the DL. You know, we can't tell anybody we're <laughs> going to do this, whatever. Okay. Tell them after the game. So I'm walking to the, to the bullpen with my family in the stands. I know they don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't tell anybody that this <laughs> just happened. Hold that in. Right? So I'm, I'm in the bullpen. I'm walking back and forth, pacing, looking like a complete freak show. Yeah. And, yeah, I ended up going in, throwing, and then coming out and was able to tell my family actually at the hotel. I had to wait a few hours after, but yeah. Yeah, I drove from Petco after the Futures game to Anaheim, mm-hmm. which is where I am now. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had to dress out the first few days and then face uh, Albert Pujols on Sunday for my first hitter. So it was. That was your uh, first hitter? First, yeah, Holy first shit. ever hitter. So Damn. it was. It happened fast, man. You know, I, I, I definitely felt like I was ready, but that was a big jump, man. You yeah. know, and um, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. You know, and it, it was uh, it's been a shouldn't say struggle from then on, but it, it's yeah. been uh, it's been something that I've I've been trying to get back to. Yeah. So let me ask you this: before we get into all that, were you nervous going in there? Oh yeah. Were you? Oh yeah. Cause I've, yeah. I've heard, you know, I've heard guys that are like, no, like they're like, so I got, I got a couple of buddies that played big leagues. One of them played with the Rangers named John King, big lefty pitcher. He's actually one of my, at my junior college, he was my travel roommate, which is funny. Cause I'm like a five ten Mexican guy and he's this big six, four lefty that, you know, 
throws like in the high 90s. I'm just like, man, we're like completely different. I don't even know how we're on the same team right now. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> and I heard he talked to me. He's like, yeah, man, I, I wasn't nervous. And this is like the stupidest thing I've ever heard him say. I'm not nervous, but I couldn't feel my legs. I was like, <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. So you're nervous. Like, I, I, yeah. And I've heard other I, I guys. Should, are, yeah. Nervous is like a, a very, it's a, it's a sensitive word. <laughs> yeah. I, like I was more, yeah. I was more antsy than I was. There you nervous. go. There you go. Okay. Right? That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was ready for the moment, but yeah. it didn't, it didn't hit me until I was actually there. Right. And right. It sure right, yeah. didn't hit me until I saw who was coming up to hit. So <laughs> it was, yeah. uh, yeah. There was a lot going on, but at that point, I mean, I that's how I still pitch today. It's like, well, I'm already here. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, might as well, might as well do it. good. Yeah. Like, I, you yeah. know, like, I mean, this is don't be scared now, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, especially against somebody who, like, I mean, you're I'm 28, you're 30. Like, I grew up watching this guy. You know, this is like a living legend, the Albert Pools, right? It's insane. Yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous, man. I. Yeah, the game. The game is what I say. What I say about each level in pro mm-hmm. ball is how fast the game gets. Right, yeah. you, you go from high A to double A, double A to triple A, to the big. Like it gets faster and faster and faster. That's not insane. necessarily the speed of the game, but just mentally, no. right? Right. No. Yeah. Man, it was. Yeah. I hardly. I, I hardly ever. I. I don't even remember half of that appearance. That's insanity, man. That's insane. So, so yeah. And, you know, I, and it's funny that, you know, obviously you made your debut. What what year did you make your debut again? I apologize. I'm not trying to. So it would have been, it had been eight, six, 16, been 16. Okay. Cause I knew, yeah. Cause I knew guy. I knew a couple of guys that made their debut like COVID, like obviously with all that crap that happened during COVID, they were all like yeah. minor league cuts. And then, you know, they brought up, you know, a lot of major league clubs saw that as a chance to like give their their best prospects chances so like i know yep. a couple of dudes that made debuts in their during covid with no no fans or anything and they said that, that was even a weirder experience because they're like well i'm in the big leagues but like it doesn't feel like the big leagues you know what i'm Definitely. saying it feels like a scrimmage oh, yeah, of course so i'm sure that was that's crazy so i like to hear like obviously my age group a lot of my buddies who got drafted were like 16 17 draftees so their chances to get up you know three two three years later mm-hmm. was 2020 so it was a weird time but so so you make your your debut at the White Sox. So I have to ask. So you've been you've been bouncing around a little bit, and obviously, you know the major league level is weird. I, I just find it so weird, and sometimes I think that it does people dirty. I think it's kind of shitty sometimes. Some of the stuff I've heard. So like what, and and you don't have to speak on it if you don't want to. Just like you went from there to the the Dodgers to off the Dodgers and back. I'm just I couldn't figure it out off reading stats. So could you like elaborate like where you're at and like what the journey's been to get to the Angels? I know you were with the Angels last year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. in between so period was weird. <laughs> yeah, so I was with the White Sox from 15 all the way through COVID. Right. So that would have been 2020. Mm-hmm. I it was a bunch. Of, I had a really good camp in 20. Then the COVID outbreak happened. World shut down. And yeah. then you know it all kind of went south from there. I got DFA'd by the White Sox in 20. Mm-hmm. I got claimed by Detroit. Right. Went to Detroit. Got DFA'd, got claimed by Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But you never played with Pittsburgh. That was what I thought was weird. I never, I never pitched. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I, I pitched for the White Sox, obviously in the big leagues. I pitched quite a bit for Detroit when I was there. Mm-hmm. When I went to Pittsburgh, I was <clears> there about a week. Yeah. And dressed out every game, but I never got in. Mm-hmm. Got DFA'd. I went to Baltimore. Pitched actually quite a bit in Baltimore, did well, but then got DFA'd about three weeks in. 
and then got reclaimed by Pittsburgh. That's so weird. Yeah, and went back to Pittsburgh, never pitched for them again. Or I should say, didn't pitch from that the rest of the year. Then in 21, I went to camp with Pittsburgh, got DFA'd. So I was with them three separate times, didn't pitch an inning in the big leagues. Yeah, that's... Um, excuse me, twice. I was with them twice. Right, right. Three over the course of three stents. Right, right. Um, got DFA'd by Pittsburgh for the second time, got claimed by Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Pitched for Cincinnati for a good solid month and a half or so. Um, got DFA'd and then outrighted. What is that? So then I spent, what is, what so is I that? spent the rest of the year in AAA okay. in Louisville. Okay. And then went into the 21 off season, got rule five, got picked up. I got rule five by the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Was in OKC, so in AAA for about 90% of the year. Got called up for a week or a week and a half. And then uh, had a really good year in AAA. Went into the offseason, signed a free agent deal with Seattle. Um, got released out of spring training by Seattle. Went about two months. Signed with the Angels in 23. Um, I was pretty much close to being out of baseball. I got called up by the end of the year of, of this last year, pitched really well. And then I just, um, over the last couple of weeks, just signed back with, with the angels as well going into this year. So, nice. um, yeah, it's, I, I've been all over the place, man. That's what I see. I, it's, it got kind of crazy. I was like, Damn, what, what the hell is going on? I was like, well, he pitched and I was like, this, the stats aren't bad. I'm like, what, what's going Like, what is yeah. like, and it just makes like, and that's kind of like the back end of baseball that like a lot of people don't see. And I've seen it with a couple of my buddies. It's just like, what the hell is going on? Like it just, the, and that's the business side of things, man. It's weird. It is, it's it just is. weird. Yeah. You're feeling a spot of an injury or, you know, you're. All right. Sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties. No worries. But yeah. So you were saying, you know, that's the side of baseball. You kind of bounced around. Yeah. It's a little, a little wild. Right. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just how it is, right? I mean, if you if you want to stay around the game for a long time, you got to experience some of this stuff, right? I mean, there's only a very small percentage of guys that sign their contracts, right? The the Harpers, the the Julios, all those. I mean, they yeah, they're I mean, very yeah. well deserving of. I mean, they're they're unbelievable players, right? And they and they deserve that, um, you know. But for for majority of guys, it's it's hard because of you know, options, player options, releases, you know, it, there's all these different rules that go into it. So, yeah, um, no. you know, it, it gets rough, but I mean, then again, you, you're playing baseball for a living, so you can't complain too much. Dude. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's the goal for some guys, man. You're playing, you're playing the children's game for your, for your living. But so what's been like, so I know going through all this, what's been like, and, and obviously going through these, these struggles, right. That's part of the game. Um, what's been the biggest thing that you've been doing to, to work back? Obviously it's, it's a journey back to the top. What's been kind of like your, I guess your, your main thing on what, what you're working on to get back to that piece. Yeah. I mean, I, I went through a lot of mechanical changes. Obviously I don't pitch as fast as I used to. Um, I developed a two seam fastball now that I threw over the last couple of years, last year or so that. Mm-hmm is turning out to be a pretty good pitch for me. Um, I had success with it when I was up last year, but kind of going into this off season, it's kind of taken off um, to, uh, to kind of complement the other stuff that I'm, but I'm throwing. Um, but at the end of the, but at the end of the day, I, I've, I've done a lot of work on my mental side. 
Um, I uh, know who I am. I know what I can do. Um, I'm very confident. I know I belong in the big leagues. I know I, I've, I've had success there. I, I belong there. I, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just both feet in, man. I mean, at this point, I've been, yeah. I've been given a really good opportunity with the Angels. I've I've loved the org. Um, I know that they've had some stuff happen over the last year, so, but man, they've been unbelievable. They've given me the opportunity to continue my career, obviously with my son now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just want to play to watch him, you know, I, I at least have him watch me play. So, yeah, yeah. um, there's more than the center to play It's an environment that I'm really comfortable in. That's why I signed back. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to, to getting the spring training here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, man. I mean, so you say you're not throwing as fast, man. I mean, is that like, and I know watching you throw, and this is just me watching you from back in the day, like you had a very explosive delivery, right? So kind of going into your mechanics, I know you said you made some mechanical changes. Was there something that you changed at that point? Because I like you were throwing gas. I mean, you're throwing gas. Was that something you felt that you had to tailor back on to work on other pieces of your kind of like your pitching repertoire? Was that something that you, was it something that's kind of coming? Because, you know, and I say that, but I've, I know a lot of guys, especially you look at pro guys. I mean, obviously velo doesn't last forever. It never does. Is that something that maybe you were proactive on to take back and work on other pieces of your game to make you a more well-rounded pitcher or like what, what happened there? I, um, I, is that better? No, you're, you're good, man. Yeah. Cause like I said, I can't edit um, all this up. You're good. No, it's all right. So, uh, yes, I, when I made a mechanical change, I, I was changed my first year of pro ball mm-hmm. and to, to a way that they thought, I, if if I did do it, then I wasn't going to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. Something that I've been fighting <laughs> forever. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people say, "Well, we wish that we would have just left Carson alone." I would have wished that too, right? But <laughs> right, you know, at, at a certain point, you have to you have to say yes. You have to adapt. You have to buy mm-hmm. into what people who have pull want, want you, you to do. do. Right? Mm-hmm. If you don't do yeah. it, then you're not gonna you're not gonna go anywhere. You're just gonna be labeled as a stubborn. He doesn't you know, listen. Yeah, not no, not, not coachable. Player, yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. There, there's 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 nothing you can do. So in order for me to advance the system, and, and luckily I was able to do that fast, I had to adapt and and kind of do what people wanted me. Now that came with a lot of different issues, right? When I changed my mechanics, it slowed me down. I have always moved very very well, mm-hmm. um, especially when I when I was moving in college. I haven't been able to get back to that the velocity took a little bit of a hit, but yeah. I mean, like last year I was up to, you know, 95, 96, you know, I, I still have it, but yeah. it's, it's, it's not added more as, as, as consistent as it used to be. Let me just put right. it that way. So yeah. now my out pitch is my changeup, right? I pitch mm-hmm. to get to my changeup. I pitch backwards a lot now. I yeah. just have to do that now, which is the stuff that I have. So mm-hmm. um, my whole pitching philosophy and my thoughts on on what i is is completely different from what it used to be so but you know again there's only a small percentage of guys who have never changed that haven't had to do that right and Mm -hmm. there's a reason why they've won multiple cy youngs (laughs) for a lot of other guys we've had to adapt we've had to change in order to continue to succeed and, and stick around this game because it is very cutthroat right you don't succeed you don't perform, you're not going to have a job. So yeah, it's, yeah. um, 
it's really confusing. I could talk all day about that, but I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And, but I, I, after being released by Seattle last year and literally getting to a point where I thought I was going to be done with my career and signing a minor league deal, thankfully, and making it back up to the big leagues in the same year. Yeah. It gives me it's hope, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's more a juice that I, you know, yeah. I not only still got it, but you know, it's, it's time, it's time to go and, and get to ARB and yeah. sign a contract and be comfortable finally in the big league. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, I haven't felt this good in a long time. I'm I'm pretty uh pretty excited to see how it goes. Hell yeah, man. I'm I'm pumped to see you, man. Like I said, I saw you last year in the big leagues. I know there was like that stint you weren't, and I saw the I saw the films, I saw you throwing, I was like, Yeah, that seems seems pretty good. What what kind of change did you develop? Are you throwing like a Vulcan? Are you throwing a circle? What 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 yeah, exactly so, do you have in your repertoire right now? So yeah, uh so four seam I'll still throw. Mm-hmm. Two seam primarily. Get to my change up. My my change ups, if I don't have a ball, I wish I had one, but Basically, it's a it's a I I Vulcan it to a point okay. where this one's under the ball, this one's wrapped over it, and then I basically hold on to just the pads, right? Okay. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to rotate it in a way where I release it off my pinky. Oh, okay, that's different so than it's the only okay. it's the only way I could kill spin off of it, right? So gotcha. Super. Okay. I've always pronated a ton, right? I've been a that's super, what I'm saying. That's what everyone's. That's what everyone really teaches. Like, oh, you want to throw it like this, and I'm like pronation. Yeah. So I've been mm-hmm. a super big pronator my whole career. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of natural. But I get to a point now. You'll see in slow mo is like you'll see the 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 lace on the very tip of my finger when yeah. it comes off. That's why so it has man. more of a splitter type esque like kind of diving yeah, so no, I get it then i have my cutter slider and my curveball which i've always thrown so um, yeah in your curve five, five pitches yeah what in your curve is that the same curve you're throwing obviously your whole life that that same like just yeah. absolutely hook that just dies as hard as i possibly can yeah i mean <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's nasty and i have to all my stuff as hard as i can right right i right. yeah yeah i don't i don't try to finesse at all and i if you come to a game i'm you can hear me from this i'm still grunting oh and, yeah cussing and doing i mean i, I haven't i haven't changed <laughs> yeah. one bit right so That's awesome, man. it's yeah. it's um it's not something that it's not an act right it's, 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 you. A song, yeah. it's how i've i've pitched my whole my whole life so um but at the end of the day too whether you like it or not man i really don't care <laughs> you know so <laughs> that's how you gotta I, play uh, man that's I, how you gotta really do don't. it though that's how you gotta yeah, do exactly, it man. man no it's it's all it's all good man i still got i still got a heartbeat so i'm i'm trying to take full advantage of it Hell yeah, man. Well, look, so you're, you're going, are you going to, did you get an invite to spring training with that, with that last signing? You did? did. Oh, sick. So you're reporting in like a month and a half, huh? A little less than that, really. I mean, it's not even, it's, it's pretty damn close. Are you, so let me ask you this just real quick before we, before we cut it. I know we eaten up a bit of your time, man. Um, so you're, and this is something that I've, I've kind of been kind of doing more research on. So with your off season, do you get, I mean, and, and I know you guys are going through develop. Obviously, when pitchers and catchers report, you guys go through developmental practices and stuff like that. Are you mm-hmm. like before you get into spring training? Are you game ready? Like, are you game ready? Or like, is there like kind of like a transit? Like, you're you're throwing bullpens. I know you said you threw a bullpen today. Is it like we're working like maybe like sixty, seventy, eighty, nine, and then you get to spring training ready, or is it something that you're still building up into spring training? Honestly, man, I haven't stopped. Okay, throwing. I am. I continue to go. That's how I get better. That's how I, I feel. That's how I can pitch better. That's 
So ba- basically, my whole career, right, is is p- just based on availability, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so valuable. I I think personally is I'm always ready to pitch, right? I can throw multiple days in a row. Like you look at this at, at the end of this last season, I, I threw almost 80 pitches in Minnesota. Took a flight back home, played Texas, threw in another close to 30 pitches the next day. Right, so basically, my my whole career and what I take much uh, so much pride in is availability. Right, so my off seasons, I train like that. I throw a ton in the off seasons. I throw yeah. to recover. Um, it's it's something that I continuously work on because in order for me to get a job or make it back up to the big leagues or make a team out of camp is, and they know because a lot of guys are coming back, this guy can pitch whenever we need him to be. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's a big deal. And there's a, a difference deal. between being hurt and sore or whatever. Like that, that's, there's a different, there's a, there's a, there's a fine line there, but yes, I'm more is. on the, on the side of like, and a lot of people that know me, like I'm sore. Okay. Like I, I guarantee you when I get out there, I'm not going to feel it. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of my off season training for that. Now it has changed over time. Um, I've just thrown and thrown and thrown my whole career. I do a lot of that. Like today it wasn't a bullpen. It was actually a live. I threw about oh, nice. 75 pitches. So, you know, it's, it's, Gosh. I'm, I'm full go. I want to, my expectation is to get to camp and make the team. Right. Oh, I, yeah. that, that is, that is what I, plan on doing whether that happens or not we'll know um at the end of camp but uh yeah i i train to throw i'm gonna get a lot of guys are they have plans they have they want to take it easy and kind of get into that i get it if Mm -hmm. you've never really been through it but those are guys that are hurt halfway through the year anyways those are guys who and i and i don't mean this in a bad way those are guys whose jobs i'm going to take halfway through the year right Mm -hmm. because you can't you can't you can't show up so Mm -hmm. I, if I had my son and he was getting ready to, I'm having him throw, I'm having him build up, I'm having him test his arm as much as he possibly can. So when that day comes, it's less of a, uh, uh, less, less of an obstacle to get through to try to get ready. So um, absolutely, that's how I've always, 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 and that's how I threw 140 pitches in college every, every Friday too. So dude, that, that is insanity, dude. Like, and, and here's, here's one more question into that. Like you say you throw all the time and, and you're able to do that. I mean, like shit, me as a, you know, me playing, I played through my college years till my, you know, my arm blew out. Um, you know, how, what is your training regimen to, to make you able to, to do that? Like, and obviously like, Sometimes it doesn't actually translate. Some guys are just built like I hate the term built different. Like some guys are just actually built different. You seem to be one of those guys. What is your training regimen? Do you do a lot of cardio, a lot of conditioning? Is there something that that builds you up so that you are able to withstand and and take on that kind of load? Yeah, I definitely I definitely don't run a lot. I you don't run a lot. I, or you do? I don't. No, I, oh, I shed a lot of weight during the season, so okay. I I um I don't run as lot as much as I used to. But honestly, like genetically i've been very gifted right Mm -hmm. i i i think i'm more of a let's say like i have a a strain or Mm -hmm. if i have tendonitis or i have something that comes up along this whole way i kind of weirdly like it because it gives me more of an opportunity to find a way to fix it right Mm -hmm. if 
if uh, let's say it's a, a strained flexor, you know, tendonitis in a different area that I've never done it before, I, I, I throw through it, but I do certain things to help relieve the pain. Right. And then I want to see if I can get through that. Right. Right. Cause I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to get to it in the year. Right. I, 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 I'm never in the training room. That's like my thing. I want to stay away from it. How right. can I self-diagnose as stubborn as I am as a player and <laughs> do things that are just going to just eventually going to wear off. Right. There's a lot mm-hmm. of guys that are hurt and get scared and I totally get that. I, yeah. I, no, I know. If it, if I know exactly to go to the mean. training room, I, I totally get it. It's it's one thing, but there's that initial scare, like, oh man, I didn't feel something good. Is, yeah, something doesn't. I, feel I right. could tell yeah. somebody. Well, yeah. I don't want to do that because, mm-hmm. again, I want to be available, right? I yeah. want to be able mm-hmm. to to put on my uniform and be able to like hopefully get into that game. I want to mm-hmm. get into every game. So, yeah. um, that's more of of adaptation is my big like. I I love being able to just self diagnose and. So I've had this before. It's fine. I'll pick up a weighted ball. Yeah, it may hurt for the first three or four throws, but okay. Like, yeah, yeah it's fine, you know? So, um, again, I, I grew up in a in a tough family that, you know, it's if you have this, take this, you'll be fine, you know, over time, whatever, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just how I was raised, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think that that's one that's been really beneficial for me too. Hell yeah, man. I don't know. Do you know who David Goggins is? Oh yeah, of course. Yep, you sound like the David Goggins of baseball, brother. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man, I, it's I, I, no, it's it's uh, you have to do that. I mean, I there's still a lot of old school guys in the game, and I've just never never changed, man. I want to go to the field. I want to be around my teammates. I want to get ready to pitch, and then I want to have a beer with them after the game. Like that's that's really Hell what it yeah, comes bro. down. To. Hell yeah, man. Well, dude, we are wishing you the best of luck. Obviously, I'm super pumped. I mean, dude, I'll be watching. I'll be I'll be keeping track of what's going on out there, man. But, dude, we really appreciate appreciate having you on, man. It's been a blast talking to you and, and going through your career, man. It's been it's been a wild one. But anything you want to tell the crowd, anything that that you have to say here, man, the floor is yours before we take off. Oh man, uh, I, I try not to be cliche, and I I probably will be, but man, I <laughs> I've. I've experienced a lot. I look forward to experiencing much more. Um, my biggest piece of advice is enjoy every second of your career. It, it goes by in a flash. It's such an opportunity and gift to be able to play baseball. And the fact that I'm still doing it at, you know, I don't consider myself old, even though I'm 30. <laughs> I I feel like I'm young. I feel like I have a lot more to give to this game, but man, I'm 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 enjoying every single relationship that I build. Um just any bus ride, I mean, you can turn anything negative into a positive and right. those negatives that guys go, "Oh, we got to take a 12-hour bus ride or 15-hour bus ride to this or that." Those end up being the best moments of your career. So, oh, yeah. um you know, again, I, I try not to be cliche, but enjoy this time and, and uh, you get to a point which I hopefully will one day of being able to reminisce and, and really be thankful for the opportunity I was given. So I appreciate you guys a lot. If you guys ever need anything, please, please holler. Dude, for sure. Yeah, man. Well, thanks. And, and we'll be in touch. But thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll be sure to catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks, Carson.